0: Alex, we're back. Adam, we're still here. Well, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm technically back.
1: And Daniel is not. He's busy. He's doing his thing. (laughs) Maybe we're going to finally be back together on Wednesday, but we'll see what happens.
0: But how are you? Uh Not too bad. Uh, Well, I mean, other than the Leafs, I'm not too bad.
1: That's fair enough. You can never, you never know how you're going to, because we record Wednesdays and Sundays, the Sunday episode is always pretty interesting because it's always like the hockey night matchup and that's, what's going to get the most attention. So when there's a loss, it's just that much more magnified and already very high pressure market. Right. So
0: God, I love, I love being a fan of this team. Have you been on Twitter? I, I, we talked about it. Like my timeline was a, a absolute mess. So I had to unfollow some people that didn't work. Um, luckily, you know, I have, I've worked hard to filter
1: mine properly. Luckily, because the Habs, because the Habs were playing, it was such a wild night. I filtered out most of the leaf stuff. Yeah. The only Leafs thing I really saw show up was Jay Fresh asking people, who's your MVP between Matthews and Shusterkin? But beside that, I actually didn't, uh, I didn't see much. I was Obviously, as the Habs were playing, obviously, I like to look at the scores around the League of seats. what's up, like keeping – especially if Ovechkin's playing for the goal counter, right? And I, I had seen it was 3-1 Canucks, then the Leafs were winning. I saw Matthews had a pair. He's like, of course, he did. And yeah. then as – when I watched the highlights, obviously, to be somewhat prepared for the show. but And uh, I didn't see much of the discourse, but I, I, I did look at, as I like to do sometimes, I looked at the Leafs – Tweet about the loss. when It's like ah, we lose. And I looked at the replies, which were interesting. But you know, one of my favorite things to do. Don't actually tweet something because oh. I hate when people do that. Like when they go to another team's, like another fan base's Twitter account. Even though hey. half fans are awful at doing that. Um, but like I, I got a sense of it. It's it's messy. Oh, and Harmon calling out Jack Campbell was was something that popped up.
0: I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Apparently, I apparently, were, it's I really weird you when you say when you said friends there, yeah. my, The my mic or like my headphones just put like, oh, goodness, Ooh, my internet's not being fun. The last two words you said were just strapped for a- 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 ends.
0: Oh. oh, I think it might be That's mine. How, am I OK? Oh, now? No, it's
1: uh yeah, it's good now. No, okay. it's it's mine's been messy. Like I can open Twitter and that on my computer perfectly fine, but my phone's just been a total mess. Uh, there's a lot to sort of, if you really looked, like to talk about. That. So I guess we can. We're on the Leafs. We can start with the Leafs, and then later on in the show, we're going to talk about the Habs game and Mike Smith. Goodness gracious, isn't he something? Uh, no, no on uh, Patrick Line, note on the Caps and how they're going to do the deadline. Uh, notes from Saturday night headlines. Thank you, L.A. Thank you, Jeff, for providing content every Sunday for us. And then I thought, you know, maybe we can just quickly look around the league and maybe we sure. can look at the playoff picture in that. Um, because last night, even in the East, I think there were some implications. And maybe we can also magnify While sorry, why the Leafs probably need to get some wins now because they're starting to really solidify their position in the third like spot in the Atlantic and the Bruins aren't too far behind, which is wild to think about. Um, I think before we get to the Canucks game, though, um, because I just... The notes for the Buffalo game on the dock. Horrible, horrible performance. I can't say that second thing because it's swearing uh, at absolute zero. And then the last one is just please. I don't know why there's no just as please on it. Oh, I
0: I thought I thought you wrote please. I did not write that.
1: No, Uh, maybe I wrote it and I just stopped tweeting. Like (laughs) I stopped writing it, but. I mean, the Buffalo game was bad, though. That was a game when you'd like to please forget about it. Maybe is what we were thinking. Uh,
0: Yeah, I I didn't get to watch the the game live. I ended up watching a a lot of it afterwards, but you're lucky. uh, Yeah, exactly. I just. It's I know there's a stomach bug going around. I get it. I understand. Yep. but I, I it's just so, so damn frustrating. To watch this team over the last, uh, let's say five years, I I don't want to include that first year with Matthews and Marner because I I just and and the rest because I think that was such like for me it was such a fun year. But the last five, it's just been the same problem over and over and over and over again, and they haven't been able to to fix it. Like that's why I'm so I right now I'm the hardest on the players. I think, you know, I gave Mike Babcock his crap. If you listen to the podcast, podcast, pre Mike, pre Sheldon Keefe, I gave Mike Babcock his crap. Uh, It's just at this point, we know the talents there. Like I I think because of the fan base, we like to overreact a lot. Uh, (laughs) We do. But I think because of that, we forget the games where they actually play a really good game where i watch that team and i'm like wow if they can Mm -hmm. do that every night that is a team to watch out for but they don't
1: well i mean you look at the vancouver game and it was a sort of shift that i was seeing tweets about like ah you know what they got a beer with my friends you know full arena uh, for that game against the Canucks, like attendance hundred percent and all that, which is by the way, just so so nice to see. Why are we still wearing masks, by the way? If we're full like why are we still wearing masks? I, I like I'm generally curious about that. Um I'm not an anti-masker, uh, but I'm like generally curious. Like what's going on here? But I, I you know. also
0: have many questions.
1: It's just, yeah, uh, whatever. Um, we'll, get our, with,
0: we'll get ourselves in trouble. We'll get ourselves in
1: trouble. What are, we near, are we like two years now? Like, it's basically two years since since uh, everything shut down here. Anyway.
0: Like, about a week but, away.
1: Yeah. So the, the third, to go back to it, it was the fun of Matthews to just scored his second goal against the Canucks. Um, roaring, because, I mean, I think the second goal was the one that gave them the lead. And it was like, ah, the MVP chance going on about there. And maybe we can have that discussion Because I don't think we actually have to do with Matthews this year Especially like the last month, how good he's been um, And then it's just sort of The Canucks came back and looking at the goals Themselves uh, At least what I saw, a lot of those goals Were in front of the net, TJ Brody Wasn't having a great time, it wasn't winning some Battles um, And it was a game of like, you just need to I don't think it was purely on Campbell But there were some goals where You, you just you need a save in that Scenario
0: yeah, I, I tweeted it last. Tweeted it last night. Uh, it's this is one of my more radical takes. Uh, I'd have to say, both of them Radical's are the issue. Great word. Yeah, I know Shout Shut up, Mike, for it. Not that he introduced us to the word, but now we just use it every day. He made um, it pardon? He made it hip. He made it hip. Yeah. Um, I I think it's both, and I I think it's both goaltending, and I think it's um their defense and like i don't know why that's not more of a popular take i really don't like I, I just think um why we have to pick one or the other when in reality it's both and we can have a discussion about the goaltending but l- that defense uh this might be crazy but i'm going to read a carlo Koliak about tweet cuz i think he ah. was quite spot on with his with his assessment um, he retweeted James Myrtle's tweet that said, I know many are down on Campbell, but there's some, there's been some truly bizarre goals tonight. Koliak, Koliakovo said, no doubt he's struggling, but all you need to do is go watch the first five goals, Vancouver scores, all net front goals with Leafs D-men getting out battled. If you want to make life easy in front of the net, you can have that. So what? Sorry, if you want to make life easy in front of the net, you can have Vasilevsky in there and goals will go in. That's what needs to be fixed.
1: That's fair. Um, I, I, I will okay, I think he went a little extreme the Vasilevsky thing because there is there are like battling. I think Campbell needs to, it's kind of weird to say that goaltenders need to battle when there's traffic in front, but I think he does need to improve on that a little bit. Yep. But like looking at some of the goals. The first one was, I didn't even realize why the hell were Lilligren and Riley playing together? Like,
0: why was that? That was the pair last night.
1: That's weird. I don't like that. Cause it was yeah. Lilligren just got his, his money stolen. And then, no. you know, Campbell just didn't really have much of a chance, but
0: I, I think the, the, the idea that where well, I agree with Koliakvo in the sense that if you keep letting teams get oh, yeah, grade yeah. a chances in front mm-hmm. of the net, or you just make it easy for the guy for the opposing team in front of your net. Yeah. Like goals are going to eventually going to go in and you cannot outscore your problems in the playoffs because they haven't been able to do it. It's there's evidence. There's evidence. We can like, this is why I don't understand the JT Miller discourse. Like, okay, he's going to bring all this toughness and leadership to the room. But they've been trying that for four years and it hasn't worked. Build a, co- build a competent defense core and then come back to me with J.T. Miller because J.T. Miller is not going to solve the answer.
1: You know, look at like the second goal was it was it wasn't even Campbell's fault. That one was I think it, like it was a kick like it went off of Brody's foot. Like it was almost like he was playing some footy here. The third one, again, it was Brock Besser. Like in front, great battle. Didn't know he was playing the bumper. That was kind of weird. Uh, the fourth goal, it leaked through, but the fifth one was brutal because it wasn't even just the defense. That one was also where Marner just kind of like bunt kicked it right to Shaysall, and it was just sort of like they they seem kind of lost in their zone at points. It's 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 such a simple thing to say that it's very true that you limit chances. Your goaltending is that much better because it's low quality chances. Like I'm convinced that, like, listen, Freddie Anderson's having a great year, but how many goalies struggle in Carolina system? You know what I mean? Like Mrazek, didn't play a lot last year, but years passed. Once he got figured out in Detroit, he was like a merry-go-round around the league. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Nedeljkovic, Detroit's not a great team, but he hasn't looked great this year. Um, I haven't seen Ronta's numbers in a couple months, so I don't know there, but you know what I mean? It's it's an example of your system affecting like, like just showing how good of a team you really are. And if you limit chances, then it's going to be good. But at the end of the day, you still need, you know, it's, and we were very critical of Campbell the past few episodes, but it just, it just, it's hand in hand. You're right.
0: Yeah. It's a hundred percent both. And I just, it's annoying as someone who is on Twitter, maybe too often. It's annoying that all of a sudden, that we've just decided to take camps on well, it's just goaltending, well, it's just defense. No, it's both. It's both, like it's clearly both. And I don't understand why we're having the discussion about yes, gold a hundred percent Jack Campbell and Vader Morazic are not playing up to standards at the same time when you give up grade A chances time and time and time again. What do you think will happen? Eventually, some of them will slip in, even against the best goalies. It's just what happens.
1: I still figured, uh, Campbell needs his confidence back, and you don't get a goaltender their confidence back by, you know, being the reason for many of his goals against. You know, there's you're not giving him a like to stand on there. Exactly. And that's what, like, a defense needs to be a crutch. For, maybe not a crutch isn't the right word, but, you know, they got to be the first support for your goalie. It's kind of like you know that saying of your most important penny killer is your goalie. That's fair, but then if everyone just abandons ship and there's odd man rushes all the time, well then, you know, your goalie's not going to stand a chance. So right. I mean, he's right; he's the last line of defense. But that's it. It's last line of defense. You know, it's um, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, and it sounds like Kyle Dubis because the outdoor game's happening, so the Leafs gonna. Can avenge that loss to Buffalo outside and God, I hope those, so. with those awful jerseys? Uh, yeah, anyway, not great. Um, but speaking, it did seem like Dubis made the thing. What was the comment? That he doesn't look to be making a goaltending move. And if it is happening, then it defense. We'll have a conversation about that this episode, next episode, until the deadline. But uh, it doesn't sound like there's going to be a goaltender coming in.
0: Yeah, he he I. The exact comment, I don't remember, but it was along the lines of he wasn't ex- wasn't very concerned about the goaltending, which has now bitten him in the ass because everyone's using that quote. Um, nice. But I, I still think the, the thing with the goaltending is you, you look at Jack Campbell um, and you say, well, when he plays a certain number of games, that's when he's good. Now we've entered the region where he's never played this amount of games uh, in a single season at any point in his NHL career. It is now up to the coaching staff to figure out how to get him back on track because there is regression and there is this. This is not regression. This is horrible. Right?
1: He's also I, the first one was at Rasmus Sandin after the Buffalo Sabers game was like, yeah, you know, that's like a team we got to win. And I think, uh, I you have a note here yeah. about Dubas's comments. I want you to talk about that.
0: Uh, so he, about Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. So he made a couple comments about Buffalo where he he was very much complimentary towards them. Oh yeah. What
1: was it like? Sabres fans must love seeing their team play so
0: hard. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, And he talks about, you know, blocking shots and, 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 and stuff like that. I could be very much overthinking that comment, but when I, when I watched the press conference, when he said that my ears perked up because I'm like, Oh, okay. Like if I'm a, this is just my opinion. If I'm a play player, hearing that it's like, uh, I think we need to get our crap together because, like, we kind of just got called out. To me, when, it, yeah. at least.
1: When do GMs compliment other teams when it's not like them leaving an organization saying, "Oh, thank you," or if it's never. like after a playoff loss, where so it's like, "Ah, oh, it was a great team." Like, you you never hear that. Like, I guess yeah, they're the the opponents they're playing, but let's not forget that Kyle Dubis is a GM who is uh. Is a very careful with his words. You know what I mean. He, he's that he came. I mean, the man learned out of Lou Morello the the um, questions without answering. So I think that's. I think it's very fair to think that. Yeah, there was a shot made there, hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, another thing from do business press conference, we can touch on. Uh, it looks like if they're making a move. It's going to be on defense. I don't. I don't want to say it, Alex, but I mean. Chris Johnson staring the pot, saying that they've made multiple calls about Ben Sherrat. That's just rude. That's so okay,
0: rude. So, but here's the thing I want to, I wanna, I wanna clear something up. You were I'm ready not, for this. For what?
1: You were for, ready for me to mention this. Yeah,
0: I'm not anti Ben Sherrat. I've I've never been anti Ben Sherrat, no. but what I have been is paying a first round pick for anti paying a first round pick for Ben Sherrat. Yes. That's been mm-hmm. my shtick the entire time. For what, you've, for what you've described that Ben Chirot would bring to the Leafs, you don't pay a first-round pick for it. I, yeah. Like Even if you're the most desperate man in the world, you cannot do that.
1: Shout out to uh, two goals against the Flames. That was pretty cool, including, uh, including the game winner. That was pretty nice. <laughs> Not going to ask why he was out there in OT because we still want to give Vermont up a chance, but we can talk about that a little later. <laughs> Um, are there any other I feel like we've talked about this so much besides Chickering? Beside Chickering, because beside I know that's that's the guy, you know. If you're going that's all in, you want to you want a quality defenseman with term, that's the guy, but who is the defenseman? Is it Giordano? Is it Luke Shen? Who is it?
0: Well, so here's the thing: I've heard the Luke Shen discussion, but I think they've kind of filled the role that Luke Shen would have filled. I don't know, like. They brought in Elia Labushin, who's actually like, he hasn't been bad. He's pretty I haven't much heard been, his
1: name once, which is good for a player like exactly, that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I saw a tweet today saying someone misses Zach Bogosian. I'm like, damn right you do. I've been calling it from the beginning. Um, But I just, I don't see, you bring Luke Shen in and you're going to play him on the second pair. Yeah, that's... Uh, like it, yeah, it, yeah. I, I just, I don't know if that does it. Like... To me, if you're gonna make a bigger move, it has to be something of impact. Yeah. And so, uh, Giordano, I'm sure, would make an impact. I th- I read he played on the right a little bit in Calgary. I I have to double check that. Um And. I mean, if they don't want to re-sign him, I'll take Havis Linda Lindholm. <laughs> I'll take Hempis Lindholm. Yeah, well, get where you can. Get where,
1: you're, get where you can. <laughs> and then send Robertson the other way if you showcasing him because he finally got time on the top line. Oh, sorry, the second line, I should say. It was so weird to read that was his first career goal because it's regular season. Like, you remember that he scored in the Columbus playing series, but I just – I heard his first career goal, like – Nick Robertson is, let me double check this. He's 20 years old, but does it not feel like he's like 26 by how much he's been talked about in the market?
0: Yeah, no, I, it's been, it's, that has been a chatter amongst Lee fans, but I was so happy because this guy has, he's been, he's had a rough couple of years. Like ever since that Columbus series, uh, he's been injured a few times and they weren't easy. Uh, Injuries, not like most injuries aren't easy, but um, you could see the relief on his face. And I I think that's important, especially for a team that's clearly struggling. The relief on his face was a thank God.
1: I'm going to do some quick math here. So once he's gotten to the NHL slash AHL, he was drafted in 2019 and he started the 1920 season in, uh, in 1920 is when he, uh, he, I played the, the game. Uh, the ser- He played the series against the Blue Jackets, right? Right. So in AHL and NHL, do you know how many pro games he's played? If we want to talk about like the luck he's had of injuries. Uh,
0: and, and this
1: counts like the playoff series, AHL and
0: NHL games combined. It's got maybe 25. It's only 44. Oh, wow. Okay. I was going to say, 50. I thought 50 was too high.
1: No, it's say uh, over under, right? Over under. Yeah. Shout out to Detroit claiming Ole by the way. Yeah. And the yeah. Islanders claiming Zarnick. Not Breaking Cernik. news. Breaking the two news. Names, yours. I hate that the waiver wire is at 2 now. Because it's like, it's just, what do you, like, noon is like, oh, we're getting some lunch and all that. But nowadays, like at this time, it's like, what are we what are we thinking about here? What is this? Okay. Um. What else? Shout out to John Tavares snapping that goalless drought and celebrating as hard as he's ever celebrated. Arms up. Ugh.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the most excited I've ever seen that man. I will say that.
1: And uh, Wayne Simmons, his thousandth game, which is yeah. Uh, if he, yeah, he's another another guy who's old.
0: They, they were talking about it, and I completely forgot like his journey uh, to the NHL because it wasn't a normal one. Uh, and just the struggle and uh, the adversity to get to the NHL and to play a 1,000 games is is not easy.
1: I didn't even know that he uh, – what did he say? I always forget he was a king, eh? I just feel yeah. like everyone forgets about that. Pretty damn good player. Scarborough guy. Anthony Stewart's favorite person, eh? Yeah. Did you see, by the way, that Anthony Stewart is, like, one of the ownership parts of the Toronto Six?
0: I did see like, that, yeah. That's like, cool. him,
1: Angela James, part of it. It was like, Anthony Stewart, what?
0: It, yeah, caught me, it, caught me off guard. But I think we're, we'll see something soon for this. Everyone keeps talking about it now, obviously, after the Olympics. But it seems like something's coming soon. For uh, women's hockey, and that will be very exciting.
1: I would love one league where everyone's together. I would love that more than anything. Just something work together, guys. Yeah. I can't wait till NHL teams start feeling the pressure from both sides. It's like, who do we work with? But uh, it's, it's, we need something. We need something. Um, I believe. Kind of like, like the Oilers need a goalie.
0: Nope.
1: So, okay. <laughs> First off, Eastern bias here. Um, you love to see when the Habs are in Edmonton and the games at seven o'clock.
0: No, very way. good.
1: Was very it very good? Yeah. Awesome. Which is just, listen, after that 11 PM game against the Canucks last year, I deserve, like we deserve this. Okay. We deserve this <laughs> and just get over at Edmonton. Um, so first off, I'm pretty sure that Marty St. Louis is up to seven wins by the way. So he's, I think he's one shy of Dom already, which was funny. Fire. him. That's brutal. Again,
0: that's, that's brutal.
1: Cole Caulfield must. I don't know when. When's Marty St. Louis' birthday? Because I can only imagine what exactly Cole's going to get him for. A car. Marty St. Louis. I Some, mean, something invokable.
0: expensive.
1: Um, a replica of the Calder Trophy.
0: That's what he'll get.
1: So Marty St. Louis, his birthday's in June. Okay, so he'll be getting something good from from Cole Caulfield. Uh, I, I first off, I want to give a shout out to Jay Woodcroft. Uh, who wished well for the Lafleur for guy Lafleur, who is uh, seems to be still fighting his lung cancer and that, which is a freaking shame. Um, so first off, our our like best feelings to that family and Guy Lafleur, of course. You know, it's Guy Lafleur. I mean, you know, pretty big deal. Arguably the best tab of all time. So you know, wishing him well. But I thought it was really nice by Jay Woodcroft. Uh, the guy just carries himself well, Mister Woodcroft. By the way, I, I like him. And I just thought that was really, really good. I don't like when he keeps challenging goals, though. So the story of the Habs-Oilers game was, I want to say it was all in the second period. There were three goals, all three were reviewed, and all three went Edmonton's way. Did you see any of them by any chance? Uh,
0: I don't think so. I don't think I saw the reverse calls, but I will find them real quick.
1: So, one was goaltender interference. I want to quickly, if you could find the one where the goaltender interference, no, I want to say it was the first of the calls. I want to get something up quickly because there is, um, a, a, there is a play I always talk about on the show, and I've never been able to find it, um, but I found it the other day. What I'm going to show you why Alex is, is trying to find this is this is a goal from, like, 2017 where – I'm sorry, it's going to be a little difficult to describe if you're not watching the video portion. Um, but it's a game where, and, and Hayes was still on the Rangers back then. So, Carry Price is in net. Hayes comes in, his, his skate actually like hooks onto Carry Price's pad, and he is dragged out of the net. Like, out of the net, Alex. You see that, right? Yeah, yeah. That goal Wait, who, stood. Yeah. yeah. That stood. That was a good goal. Now, have you found the goaltender interference from last night by any
0: chance? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. It's turned out to be a little more difficult.
1: It's, it was a play where they said Kale Clay had pushed in, and maybe even Zach Hyman, that'd be funny enough. Um, where if Kale Clay can push you in, no. But like Hyman, I think it was, may whoever was crashing it made no effort to move out the way and just went straight into Sam Mottenbow. And it shifted his upper body when like if he was in position without the contact, he probably could have tried to cover the puck and prevented the goal from being scored. The other was like, I just like a a right call offside on Nick Suzuki, but it was like the type of goal where you're like, do we need to review for this? Uh, and the third one was a Laurent off that, which was the right call, but it's like, you're slowing the game down so much and I just can't stand it.
0: I, I wasn't able to find the exact uh clips i'll keep looking as we're talking but this is this is an article from the oilers nation um yeah it's titled the day after that should be mike smith's last game with the oilers
1: so oh, let me let me figure this out quickly because the oh, game the score the score did not reflect the game first montre played well so i don't mean it like that the the finish was five two right Okay, Okay. so let's say that I'll give them the benefit of the doubt here and say, okay, you know what, the calls were right. But if you look at this properly, and that goal Suzuki that called back, it was this thing where he was on the right circle of the power play. He did the exact same shot again and scored after they had wound the clock back on the power play. So he scored, he got called back, he did the exact same thing because Nick Suzuki is amazing. Um, But let's just say, like, think of it like this. The final score had Mike Smith allowing, I can't remember if actually that fifth goal was empty net or I think it was. So 5-2 is the final score. He allowed four goals. Two got called back. So realistically, that should be a 5-2. So not 5-2. That should have been like a 7-2 game. And Mike Smith had this thing of like he made this garbage save where it was like shot into his glove when he was already down. And he picked it up, and you know that famous clip where Patrick Wall like holds a, like the puck up because he's like, and then he yeah. drops the puck. It's like Waugh got caught hot dogging. He didn't drop the puck when Mike Smith did that motion to the crowd, and you're like, "What are you doing, man? You've been so bad tonight." Like the Oilers fans don't like him. He doesn't like Edmonton. He's such a loser.
0: Yeah, I, I just and and they won't even. I think there was the report last week. Or a couple of weeks ago Where it seems as if Ken Holland will not make a move In net
1: Yes, yes, which is Not right It's ludicrous but Koskinen's been good under Woodcroft Which is you know, fine, fair enough, you know, whatever It's probably more difficult to move Koskinen Anyway, yeah. but it's Mike Smith His save percentage is say less than 900 going into last night So I can only imagine what it's like now
0: And they, they even next year like, even moving, like, imagine we're talking about moving past this year. You still have Mike Smith and you don't have another goalie. Right. Like, okay, they're yes, not, you they're you not have, playing you,
1: Stuart Skinner. That's what's annoying. He's been decent. They're not playing
0: him, right? Right. Like, you can play Stuart Skinner now to find out what he is, but then you still need, like, unless Stuart Skinner comes out and he's the next, not, not that. Ugh, He's not the fifth string Jordan, fifth string goalie like Jordan Bennington. But for him to come out and magically become the Oilers starter, then become their starter going into next year is just a kind of unlikely. So next uh-huh. year, they still don't have a solution in net, and they still have all the problems on their back end.
1: I could not be more wrong about Mike Smith, by the way. I really, I really screwed the pooch, giving him credit <laughs> there. I very much regret that. Okay, hold on. I found the, uh I found the goal. Okay. I went to the highlights. This one, I, I want that's your smart. opinion here. Uh, okay. So here it is. You know, there you go. The Oilers coming the other way. Lots of hapsons at the game. They were chanting LA. So there it is. There's Hyman. I think that's Hyman. Uh, and it's just, there it is. You know, Sam Mombo right away is like, my goodness, what just happened there? Uh, no, it was Ryan McLeod, sorry, not Zach. Why did I think Zach Hyman? Ryan McLeod, right-handed 71. By the way, Jake Evans does hurt again from Montreal. That sucks. They're still the healthy, eh? So there we go. There's, There's Kale Clegg. Okay. And look at the effort to avoid the goalie. There, there was none. Look at this. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, where where is that? And see, and now Martin Bow doesn't like is in the position to make that save. That is goaltender interference to me. Look at the look at the effort. There just there is none.
0: Yeah, so you said the they the argument was that Clegg pushed him in.
1: Yes. Uh KO Clegg. Uh, come on. Look at that. Look at come look at on. that. That's ridiculous. That, that, that's that's
0: a weak that's a weak argument. I will say that's an extremely weak argument uh to to use that he walked in that he got he got pushed into Montembo. I I, I disagree with that. If it was
1: Peter uh, or Sherrod, I'm with you, but Kale Clegg. Kale Clegg? No, but is like, that where we're
0: going? But he didn't even push him. And, I, I don't uh, think he did. It doesn't, like, screw it. It, doesn't, it can be anybody. He did not push him into the goalie. He did not. He walked in there himself.
1: He's, he's awful. I can't stand see There is a penalty I think three times last night, Mike Smith knocked the puck off the um the puck off its stand. Yeah. He got called on the third time, right? And he argued about it with the reps for like two minutes. And then oh, okay, this is something else I wanted to try and find. So you saw the Gallagher penalty when uh, the oiler had his stick on the ice, which you can't do. But they gave Gallagher the penalty, which I uh, you know what? I actually don't hate that. And by the way, credit to like the Oilers here, Philip Broberg got high-sticked and they completely missed it. So the refs weren't great last night, and I want to say Francois St Laurent was a ref, which explains a lot. So you obviously, okay, so you said that you have seen that yep. Gallagher play, right? I have shown yep. this to you before, um, but I, I just for consistency' sake, this is one of my favorite clips ever. Um, I want to show you what he what Zed like stopped working. That's great. Hold on, she's that better?
0: Uh, I don't think it connected, but oh, no, that's not good. Okay, oh no, go no, on. it did, it did, it did. We're good. Okay, we're good. so see, I'm you, gonna now. Yeah, but you said Zidane Chara. He gets away with everything. Oh, you're gonna see. <laughs> this is this is honestly uh, one of my favorite clips in hockey. I think I already know the clip you're gonna show. I just have a gut feeling. So so Gallagher didn't get a
1: penalty for that Sorry, got a penalty for what he did yeah. Okay, so for those of you who don't know Look up Mark Scheifele has stick launched into orbit By Zdeno Chara on YouTube So here's Mark Scheifele in front of the net You know, uh, not in front of the net But you know, right there in the circle like Just outside the slot There's Zdeno Chara Watch what Chara does to his stick He doesn't have the puck It's gone This was not a penalty Look, it's it gets sent to the moon It's gone Shifley just turns around. By the way, screw Mark Shifley. By the way, but look, it's gone. If there wasn't netting there, somebody's going home with a stick. Yeah. That's the consistency of the NHL.
0: Uh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, well, that's the NHL, and also it's Zdeno Chara. Zdeno Chara just it, it just uh, gets away with uh, about everything. Which is why I, I, I saw them talking about it on the uh, STPN, about bringing Char to the Leafs. And I'm like, you know what? Do it. If that means th- that the team does not get called for penalties, do it. I'm down. It's
1: ridiculous, man. I, the inconsistency of, of how this works. I just can't stand it's, it.
0: And it's only going to get worse. It
1: is. It is. Um, okay. Hold on. I'm gonna fix my mic. I don't know how I'm going I, to do I think it, it's but... good.
0: I think it's good now. Oh, okay. It's good now? Okay. I think so.
1: Um, okay. The Capitals are a weird team, eh? So they're yeah. they're not gonna be aggressive at the deadline. And see, this is why I wanted to talk about something to do with last night's game. So, first off, congrats to Rick Nash, for having his jersey retired with Columbus. That's pretty sick, eh? So Columbus lost in overtime, I'm pretty sure. Let me just double check this. By the way, there are two games on
0: right now. Let's did see. you uh you see what they did at the puck drop? I thought it was quite cool. They had uh Boone Jenner, obviously captain of the Blue Jackets, Rick Nash, yep. and then Nick Felino, former Oh, that is neat. Former the former uh captain well, the cap- of the blue jackets yeah, yeah. the blue jackets. Yeah, that's neat. So
1: Boston beats Columbus in the shootout last night. Um, and then the Capitals get a regulation win. So what that kind of does to the standings is kind of important. I know we've kind of been saying, and especially me, that the East is kind of set. But here's how the wild card is shaping up in the East right now. Um, Washington are sort of, they're three points back of Boston. Uh, Columbus have a game in hand, and they're 10 points back. It's kind of unrealistic, but the Caps have been kind of, they're 500 in their last 10. They've been just sort of meh the entirety of like this season. Like, sorry, the, um, I should say like 2022, they've been kind of met. Yeah. They haven't been healthy and all that. And Carl Hagelin's going to be out. So maybe they don't make a big move, but you kind of hope that they add some sort of depth scoring because they just, they need it really badly.
0: I, I wonder, cause we're talking about, uh, oh, man, I forgot his name already. Brian McClellan, GM. Yes. Kind of basically said they're not going to be aggressive. Uh, and, and I'm just looking. Maybe they're not going to be in on any of the bigger fish. Like you know, you you, you think they'd be in in on Claude Giroux uh, is a name I would have thought. But after that comment, I just I don't think they. That's what they're going to do. Like they're going to make the playoffs. Just looking at the ta- the table, like I think it's going to be hard for a team, like maybe unless the Islanders make a hard push because they do have five games in hand. But other than them, like I don't see Columbus making a push into the playoffs. I I don't see Detroit. Like they're going to make the playoffs, but I guess from McClellan's perspective, I don't know if there's an addition out there that's going to put them over the top.
1: What's funny is if the Islanders win all those games in hand, yeah. they are nine points back.
0: Yeah, no, of course.
1: It's So we can look at I have TSN's trade bait board up here, right? Uh, Chikorin, no. Giroux, no. Sherat, top three. Love to see it. Uh, Klingberg, no. Uh, Giordano, no. DeBrusque, uh, I don't know if they're going to want a guy with, you know, his, his he has that qualifying offer at the end of the year. It's like $4 million. Um, Justin, No, Justin Brown doesn't work. Me, oh, imagine if they got Phil Castle. He's not going to cost too much. No. Replace Haglin with a former lineman in uh, in Pittsburgh. Andrew Cobb, who knows what's going to happen with him. There are definitely names out there. What if they could stealthily, if it doesn't take too much, try and get Brock Besser. That's probably a bit too much. Um, I don't want Samson off, so don't call me about a true <laughs> Um There's... um. Pavel Zach, no, because if they if there's a deal with Vancouver and New Jersey, Zach is gonna go the other way. Maybe that's the guy. Maybe it's um I like I like Copper Copper Kessel. I'm kind of marrying myself to that.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just I can't see based on that comment. And you know, GM's the most truthful people on earth, obviously. Uh, don't, we're not <laughs> trading PK ne- Never forget when Mark Bergevin said we are not making any trades, and then a mere week later traded for Eric Stahl it Wasn't um, even a
1: week. Or we're not <laughs> trading Galchenyuk. Get yeah. tra- We're not trading PK Subban. Get
0: straight. <laughs> uh, I I just I can't imagine them going after a big name this time around.
1: Well, the thing with, I think what supports Kessel to go against you here is we know that it sounds like Kessel's value is like nothing. Right. (laughs) Which I don't get. Imagine, so we all know the caps power play. I think is maybe the health and the thing, it hasn't been as dominant as it normally has been. But imagine their second unit has fill on it. That ain't bad, man. That ain't bad. Obviously, never put them on the ice at the same time as Ovechkin because, you know, well, Ovechkin take all the shots. But, uh, you know, I think that could work. I think that could work really well for them. I hope so. I hope so, at least. You know, I want the – otherwise, it's just like, who are they going to go against in the first round? Probably uh, Carolina or Florida. Oh, goodness gracious.
0: I'd be very interested to see that Washington and uh, Carolina. Don't forget serious. they beat
1: Washington a couple of years ago. So yeah. I think the I, I think the Caps don't really I, I don't see them winning around to be honest. Also looking at the standings, I forgot to mention with the Leafs uh, thing they were within like a point or two of the Panthers. Now all of a sudden the uh, the Leafs are four points back of Tampa. Tampa have a game in hand, and this is the big one. Same amount of games played, they're five points back of Florida. Uh, that is why, you know, they this time of the year they need to they need to have their game together.
0: Would have been real um, nice to get the four points. Real yeah,
1: nice. it makes all the difference. And then you're right there at, at Florida's heels. So interesting, man. Pittsburgh, New York in the first round. Oh my god, imagine that. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, It's looking fun, man. It's looking
0: fun. You know, I'm just looking at the East here. You know, I would be very interested to see what uh, a uh, a Florida and Boston series would look like. Because, like, Boston has had a weird year. And, yeah, they don't have Tuka Rask or David Krejci. But I think they just have this mentality of when they get into the playoffs – Brad Marchand's not easy to play against. That that entire first line's not easy to play against, and I could just imagine the pain in the ass it will be for Florida because nothing's going to get called Boston's way. Like, like nothing's everything's going to go Boston's way. Sorry, is what I meant uh, in terms of penalties.
1: Yeah, I think Sam Bennett will have something to say about that. He just has to make sure he doesn't get suspended like he did last year. It's, well, it makes you wonder if what they kind of if they pick up Sherrod and it's yeah. like him and Goudas, I think they could. Then again, yeah, if David if, if Krejci just comes out of nowhere and signs back in the NHL for the year, which I wouldn't be surprised. Um, oh, yeah. The Bruins, I mean, you, you do still question them in net. Sure. But I mean, yeah, they're not going to. I think at the very least, I would say personally, they're not an easy
0: out because it's Boston. Right. How, but my question would be, has Sam Bennett ever been licked? I, I,
1: I don't I don't want to. I, I'm going to take my mind out the gutter for a second and say no. But um, but I mean, you know. Well, here's Brad Marsha. Yeah. And uh, what, a, what a dirtbag. He's gone quiet, eh? Brad Marsha? I wonder if he was talked to. Again? Calm down, calm down Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised The man is, um They don't have Char to keep him in line Char actually had the password to his uh Had his password to his um To his Twitter, probably Kleine yeah. had a pair of points last night Two assists He's got like, I think it's like 14 goals And now like 16 games He's got 41 points in 37 games played Well, who would have thought Without John Straderillo holding him back Patrick Liney is a beast again it, Yeah
0: yeah, it's crazy when you're when you're a sniper trying to be played as a power forward
1: that, man, that, oh, no. the similarities of coffee on the liner hilarious Yeah
0: that that one probably will stick. but man that guy has been on fire lately and I I mean like if I'm Columbus, i I try to keep him like as long as possible. like I just what reason do you not have to keep him?
1: Lionel strikes me as the kind of guy that would would sign long term. I don't think he really does. Lionel strike you as the kind of guy who really cares about where he plays?
0: Um, like, no, Lione,
1: he was fine with Winnipeg, and <laughs> he just hated I, him for some reason. I,
0: I didn't want to make a mean comment about Winnipeg, but yes, like he did not have an issue with living in in Winnipeg. So. I think last year, you know, there was the conversation about him not maybe uh taking that qualifying offer. I think that had more to do with um a certain coach more than the city. Just a best guess. Um but yeah, I I think he would sign there long term. Like I think they got something interesting going there. You you still have Zach yeah at 9 million dollars but whatever you already so you already have that defenseman you ha- now have a goal scorer you now have also Cole Sillinger and Adam Boakfist. thank you chicago you still have another first round pick of your own and another first round pick from chicago this year like you have the building pieces starting to appear why wouldn't you stay? Like, I don't think it's going to be as rough and tough of a rebuild as I think we thought.
1: So corpus silos off the books at 2.8. You yeah. add that to Patrick Leidy's current 7.5 and they have the money, obviously with the that they've sort of tearing down there. Yeah. And then even what happens with Max Domi, he's probably gone. Um, but I mean, they have the money to do it. So go ahead, man. And then there's your star. I mean, he, Rick Nash. Whenever there was that goal he scored, I want to say it was last year, when he went to end-to-end. And it reminded me a lot with his reach of Rick Nash. Um, that, that You know, that famous Rick Nash goal when he was in Columbus where he danced through the entire team. Yeah, um, he's, not as, he's not the power forward Rick Nash is, but this is very interesting that the way the stars have aligned the day after Rick Nash's retirement – uh, sorry, his jersey retirement that we're having this sort of talk about Line a is like the next great goal scorer, the next face of the franchise in Columbus.
0: Yeah, like I, I think because the discussion came up last year about him being a power about towards trying to turn him into a power forward, you gotta play like play him to the best of his current abilities. Yes, are there areas of his game that we all think he can improve on? Sure. But why force him into something when he's, uh, when he's not like I, I'll use Matthews as an example. Matthews in his first year had forty goals. He is a goal scorer. He then progressed into into working on his two way game. And you know like, him, yeah. Like I'm, I'm not so I'm not comparing Matthews and Line. A. I'm just saying. We know what Patrick Liney is. Don't try to turn him into something completely different for no reason possible.
1: Again, uh, don't try. And what was the, the phrase out in the wild? Use it. Don't turn uh, the Prius into a Porsche or something like the other way around. I could be misremembering that, but um, yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. Okay. I want to talk about the heart trophy for a little second here. Okay. Okay. You know that beside Montreal, the team I watch the most is
0: Colorado. Exactly. Okay.
1: I like I like Matthews. I think he's having a tremendous year. Um, right now, Igor Shesterkin has a 940 save percentage. The last goalie close to that to win the heart was Price at a 933, which is abnormal. And right yeah. now, better than that. Um. Two tremendous talents, and even if his even if his defense isn't great, I still think Huberto deserves the respect. I'm not going to call out Domliss's credibility for not having his model have him in the top ten, as Alan Walsh did. But I still think Huberto deserves the respect of how great he's been offensively for the Panthers. I think that's I think it's 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 a little fair to say he deserves it. Sure. But I watch Colorado. And every time I watch it, Kale McCarr makes me go, holy crap. Um, And yeah, Edmonton guys, whatever. Move over. Yeah. You're pretty good. Okay. Not to mention, I think, I think we took the crown away from Sidney Crosby too quickly about the best player in the world. Remember when we first started the podcast, I was a little wary about giving it to Connor right away. I'm starting to come back around to maybe we're disrespecting Sid, but anyway, there was this play, and it was, it was Calgary-Colorado. Did you catch the game by any chance? I did not. Next time they play, you need to. It was a great yeah, game. Yeah. Western Conference preview, potentially, right? There was this play, I think it was in the, the third period, to tie the game up where it's a 2-on-1 coming the other way for, for Calgary. McCarr plays the 2-on-1 perfectly, ends up with the puck behind his net, skates right past the two Flames, Keeps the puck out of reach for both of them, skates the other way with, I was it was like a three on one with Colorado, and sets up Nathan McKinnon for the game time goal. I saw, you may have seen Will tweet, Holy crap, Kale, what a play. And I messaged Will, I'm like, Is this the play you're talking about? We both saw it. Yeah. It was one of the most impressive shifts I've ever seen. It was like, oh, it was near perfect. And I just look, i like, without, we're looking at the trophy of what are they without, right? Yep. What the heck is that? Compare it like this the Colorado are a good team. But you can see the difference when you have a player like Kale McCarr instead of Tyson Barry, who was their offensive juggernaut before. And I'm just like, obviously, McKinnon's been in and out the lineup for injury, but when he's been in, he's been great. We know what Landis Cog is. But holy crap, Kale McCarr. I just I'm not I, I I'm not saying he is my go to heart guy, actually, and I'm, I'm really thinking about it because Shusterkin and Matthews have been so great. But I feel like Cam McCarr needs to get some MVP love because I, I, he gives McDavid, I think, a run for the best skater in the league, too. He is so impressive and so fun to watch. He's out of this world.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with, um, with, with your points. I just, I still would. I actually wouldn't even, I wouldn't even give it to Matthews. Um, I, I think... I, at the beginning of the season, or about like a third of the way in, I would have said McDavid. Um, but just because you know, I think – our halfway like, award show. Yeah, you did give it to McDavid. I, sure. didn't, I did give it to McDavid. I think my answer is starting to shift the more I read about the New York Rangers. Um, like Igor Shosturkin has been hands down the best goalie in the league this year. At the same time, like, I wonder if you don't have Igor Shosturkin, what that – like, yeah, Rangers team look like. Yes, Chris Kreider has 36 goals this year. Yes, Adam Fox is a Norris candidate. I just think if you remove Igor Shosturkin from that team, I do not think they are as good as – like, nearly as good as they are. They're a good team, but I think there's holes that probably need to be filled And they're kind of being dismissed because of Igor Shosturkin. Like, it's going to be a problem playing against Igor Shosturkin in the playoffs if he keeps playing the way he is.
1: So, Marc-Andre Fleury, a 928 when he won it last year. Connor Hallebuck in 19, yeah, 1920. A 922, right? Andre Vasilevsky in 1819. 925. Sergei Bobrovsky, I skipped Pecorino, Sorry. Sergei Bobrovsky, when he won it in 1617, 931, not as good as price, but there it is. Um, sorry, going back to Pecorino in 1718, a 923. Going to to uh Braden Holpey in 1516. Remember, I didn't I forgot he won one 922. Then again, 2015, Carey price, 933. That's the best one we've seen. Um we go to Tuka Rask in 1314, 930. Okay. Then let's go to Sergey Bobrovsky again in 1213. That's a 932. Um, um, just give me a few more. There's a reason I'm going to this. And 11, and, and sorry, and then 2012 for Henrik Lundqvist, who was a 923. So the highest in the past decade is price at 933. Shusterke a nine forty. I, I, I just if you're not someone who is super familiar with hockey and you're listening to this, I have a saying that around nine ten ish is around league average. Nine fifteen, you're damn good. Anything north of nine twenty, you're in the best in the conversation. Right. And nine like nine thirty is like holy crap. Like this wow. is you should get heart votes. A nine forty is like it's sensational, sensational
0: insane like there's he's good he he is he is very very good he i don't know i I mean we're we're not done the season but i very much he's my vesna winner like uh, i mean like he he's my vesna winner for sure Uh, i'd argue he's my heart winner too i think there's a a really good argument to make that we're not necessarily talking about the weaknesses um, of the New York Rangers, and and anyone would admit it. Mike himself would admit it. I, I know he would. We're not necess- It's not as prominent a conversation because Igor Shesterkin is stopping people from having that conversation.
1: It, it it it's it's frightening that it reminds you of one price one, but it's the Rangers have these offensive weapons that Montreal sort of never really had. You know, I mean, yeah, Patch but you know what. Kreider is probably the third best player on that team offensively. Sorry, the third best forward behind Zabana Jad and Panarin. Yeah. And he's probably the fourth best player because you throw Adam Fox in there or Shasturkin. Yeah. yeah. And Kreider's like second in goals in the league. Yeah.
0: That's, That's crazy.
1: Uh, insane, insane team, very insane team. Uh, the Rangers, they're and they're just getting, be- they're getting better. They, they, they got some damn young, good like good young players on that team too. Okay, uh, we can wrap up with headlines and whatnot. Um, first off, it looks to be that the Sharks and Hurdle. That this is from Freeman America, by the way. All this stuff. The Sharks and Hurdle seem to be making one last run at a contract. So if that doesn't seem to work out, then I guess we can see Hurdle on the market. Eh? Which is going
0: to be fun. That'll be interesting because I'm sure obviously there's a ton of teams. Um, There's two that spring to the top of mind uh, who could really use a better second line center, Uh, New York Rangers and Boston Bruins. Yeah. It's just, it's just, if I'm the Sharks, isn't hurdle a guy you want to keep.
1: Oh, yeah, right?
0: 100%. like like yeah you're going through a rough patch but like similar to the discussion we were having about Montreal about a month ago or so you can't trade everyone you're you can't no. right you got to keep some people around
1: i think goal scoring two way centermen only come around so often uh the ducks are worried about turn when it comes to the lindholm contract especially when you look at what contracts defensemen have been getting lately
0: <sighs> yeah because uh it was the trio Jones ruined everything. Yeah, Nurse Jones, Morinsky, and Morinsky all got nine around nine and a half, and that just blew and everything. The
1: reminder: up. Seth Jones's contract kicks in next year.
0: Not oh this my god! Same with Donna awesome. Nurse. Awesome, um, but yeah, like I guess I I'd understand from verbeek's perspective why you'd be worried about term uh wait i believe he's about 30 years old and if we're talking eight years that's that's a lot and you're gonna have to pay people eventually
1: yeah aka hello trevor zgrass uh you're gonna make a lot of money one day uh and apparently a name being thrown around also from anaheim is maxime Comtois, which is strange from Merrick reminded me he was their leading scorer. Or was Freeman? I can't. Remember, I'm sorry. Um, that he was their leading scorer last year, which is so weird. Yeah, and that's he, another guy. Washington get big body. That fits. He,
0: he had 33 points in 55 games last year. Oh, know, the
1: Ducks were crap.
0: Do you know how many he has? This, he was actually plus three. Not that that's, that means much, but he was a plus three. Um, do you want to know? How, can you take a guess as to how many points he has this year in 31 games? 20? Oh,
1: 31 Six. games? That's, yeah. that's too much.
0: 15. Six.
1: Oh. Oh, no. How many goals?
0: Two.
1: Oh. Oh, what happened there? Is he just, does the coach not like, oh, oh we're going to need Daniel to mention yeah, so, what's going on with that. That's, yeah, that's
0: weird. We we should talk about that with Daniel. But what I will say is, and I'm not comparing the two players, but we did have this. I feel like we had a conversation similar to this about another Ducks prospect. Were they not talking about trading Troy Terry? Is that, do you remember that? That was a conversation, yeah, and this year he has 47 points in 52 games. That's
1: pretty 28 goals. Yeah. Oh my god, he's so, killing it! Disgusting. I want to double check. How's Trevor Z grass been? Uh, 41 and 51. Yeah, that's not bad. 42 points in 51 games, I should say. You <laughs> only hit 70 points like Cole said you would. Come on, buddy. Uh, that's still very weird, and finally. She so called it because of all the all the goal reviews. Montreal's period ended a good while before Toronto's did. So Alex, even with the delay he gets, saw headlines <laughs> before I did. Um, and oh, okay. Alex messages me as I pick up on this paper that just fell out of my desk, and he's like, "Adam, you're going to enjoy headlines because you called it a few weeks ago." Um, talk about that. The Habs may move Shea Weber's contract, and. Uh, the possibilities LTR use for some teams and teams that are looking to hit the cat floor could pick him up. And I immediately thought of a team that might have triple signing people and will need to hit the floor. And he will join the illustrious likes of Marion Hosa and Pavel Dotsuk and Chris Bronger. I cannot wait for the future Arizona Coyote Shay Weapon.
0: Come on. No, that Arizona. Who else is
1: there? Like Seattle?
0: Well, in the regular season, there's not a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of options, right? You're talking about your the Seattles, the Arizonas, potentially the Buffaloes, but um, if I'm Montreal, like I would wait until the off season. Like, obviously, you're not going to get all – I I don't know what what you what did Brent Seabrook. What was that trade? I don't think it was too much. I think we we're kind of annoyed about it. Weren't we? Seabrook. Uh, we, yeah, cause they could have really screwed Tampa and they said, no, we're going to help. Uh, oh, I was Tyler part of the Johnson uh, in a second. In a, a second. So it was both cap dumps. but I think y- you, you can get more in the summer because then you, you, you're getting calls from teams like Vegas, like Tampa, like Toronto, because it, and, and so if, if I'm wrong, someone correct me, but I believe in the regular season, if a trade happens and someone's on LTIR, they have to come off LTIR, be able to fit, and then go back on LTIR. Because I think yeah, that was the discussion. Was the yeah, that was the discussion around the Eichel thing. Yeah, so if I I'm know, Montreal, yeah. I, w- I do it on draft day. You do it on draft day, and you do it during the draft, during the first round.
1: Not to mention, I feel like their roster would be kind of boned if they trade him right now, because then you're guaranteeing Price can't play, because you need 10 million in room to start them. <laughs> 10 and a half. But I mean, apparently he's back on the ice. He wants That's to try and play. And don't forget, they have other guys injured right now. I thought they were gonna kind of healthy again. These guys are currently hurt still. Hammond, which sucks, he got hurt right away. Yeah. Uh Tyler Pitlicker, they got from Calgary. Don't forget. Uh, Alan Byron, Ed Byron's hurt again. Edmondson, Savar, Dvorak, and Drew are all still hurt.
0: Man, so uh, yeah,
1: you
0: know, I'd hate to be. I think no, I'd love to be in their position, but um, it's it's got to be a really difficult situation right now for Hughes and Gordon because you don't really know what your team is. Like it's just, everyone's been injured at some point this year and you haven't seen what you have with, with a fully healthy Montreal Canadians lineup. Like who are guys you're keeping, who are guys you are not keeping. And you're, you have to make these decisions without playing a full, like a, a full healthy lineup. And that that's gotta be rough.
1: Listen, right now, I think if you're looking at the Habs roster, you know what, Alex, let's play a game of let's get their roster up and we can finish the show with this. Okay. And it's like, like, what do you know that you have? OK, so we know right now if we're looking at the Montreal Canadiens, you know what you have in Brendan Gallagher yep. scored last night. That was huge. You know what you have in Joss Anderson? Goodness, don't you dare trade him. I don't see Hoffman being a part of the future. Joel Armia is. I don't think you can trade him, so he'll be stuck around. Uh, you know, you have our true luck. If you keep them, or not Paquette doesn't exist. Perot won't exist past this year. Pitlick is going to be an interesting guy. Which one? Suzuki, Which one? Uh, Rem, Rem, Rem. Uh, Cole Caulfield is a god now, um, as we know. Suzuki is playing out of his mind. Dothan is a shouldn't play in a fully healthy lineup. Evans is hurt again. Oh, yeah, Evans is hurt again, which sucks. He has, like, a concussion again, which is tough. Uh, you know, you have a Bezetta and Paling, but then it's like, is Petrie still want to be on the way out? Kulak should have his bags packed. I mean, so Who knows what they do with Brett Kulak? You know what you have in Romanov? The rest of the defense is just a question mark. And then it's like, what is Jonathan Druin under Marty St. Louis? What is Christian Dvorak, period? Savard and Edmondson what and then it's his question marks after that
0: i i saw i just want to stick with uh, brett kulak for a second i saw an interesting tweet yesterday from friend of the show patrick talent um and he he said potential unpopular opinion why not extend brett kulak and I was, I saw it and I first saw it of you, but I'm like, I'm not going to text it to you. I'm going to wait for the show. So what do you think about that?
1: Um. Okay. So, you know, that under, why did I close the freaking cap friendly page? Okay. Cause if you're looking at Montreal next year, I am making the argument that the defense is going to look way different. Okay. So here's what, you know, you have on defense next year. Um. And let's see, like the only defenseman who has a contract next year, As of this very second, Petrie, Edmondson, Savard. Okay. Let's say they trade Jeff Petrie. This is because his value is going up. Um, I don't care if you reconsidered your point. You regressed to the trade, so you're gone. Um, So you have Edmondson and Savard, and you couldn't really move them if you want. And then Romanov is there as well, right? Fair enough. Um, You would like to have a spot for Jordan Harris. So let's see. the left side is Edmondson Romano of Harris. Then what if Harris isn't way ready and he has played in the AHL Then it's fine to have Brett Kulak. Um, I think there's a spot there. It's just, you got to know what the situation is. Like, I, I think it's hard to say Googly's going to spend time in the American league next year. I think you can do it, but I don't think it has to be long. Like, I don't think you can go like three years on it or at max three. Cause that takes them to 31. And that's like, the golden time you want to cut off of a defenseman, I don't think he be too much. I'm not opposed to it, and you know I'm a, bit Brett, I'm a big Brett Kulak fan. I just want to make sure it doesn't step in the way of Romanov and guys like Jordan Harris getting a shot. And, uh, sure. you know, I don't think – and Marty St. Louis is, you know, a smart guy so far. But, you know, it's um, – yeah, because it's fair to say like Chris Weidman has gone. But then it's like, how does Corey Shuneman look in a full year? Because he's been impressive the little he has played. K.O. Clay should be banished to the Shadow Realm. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. We'll see what happens. I, I'll be cool if he stays, but um,
0: we'll see. I like I, I just wanted to throw that idea out there to, your way.
1: Look up. Look, go watch the Achiri Leckertin goal. It was all Brett Kulak's work. Also, as we were recording and talking about the Habs, my mom slipped a note on the door that said, keep Ben. No. Get rid of him.
0: I mean, listen, it's, I mean, go ahead, keep him. But it's, it's up keeps, to
1: you. <laughs> saying, what about, she, she's like, what if they keep him? I'm like, she'll ask when I have my headphones on and like, I'll take them off. And I'm just like, mom, no. He's on the wrong, I had to explain, like, she's on, he's on the wrong side of 30. Get the picks. You have defensemen coming, young guys and all that. Yeah. And you have carbon copies of him in Savard and Edmondson who are probably right. better. So, no. Absolutely not. Get him, back. No, he's gone.
0: Oh, come I don't on.
1: think he has a house here. I think he has an apartment. So, sayonara, man. You're gone. You're gone. <laughs> Sorry, but you're gone. Thank you for all you've done, but you're gone. Okay. That's it. Uh, thank you for listening, people. We love you. Uh, go check out... Alex, do you know who Moist Critical is? Um, no, youtuber, never mind. He has the same, I was watching one of his videos and I noticed he has the same mic as me. Oh, yeah, I I question why his sounds decent. Mine sounds like crap.
0: We'll figure figure that out one
1: day. Might have an in person episode coming in soon, so that'll be interesting to listen to. Um, nice to see Alex and Daniel again. Um, uh, check out Alex's Gubbins, my Gubbins, Daniel's Gubbins. It'll be in the link below, as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're there. Also, video versions on Spotify video, which I'm always surprised to hear. Uh, And on YouTube. Uh, Look at all those clips we were talking about. Hilarious stuff. Uh, And that's it. Thank you. And we'll see you Wednesday? I think so. Okay. Goodbye.